0: Hello, welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager for Bona Adhesives, and I'm Rob Johnson from Bona Training. How are we doing, Rob? Pretty good. How's it going, got buddy? Your, got, got your power shirt on today. Red is oh, a oh yes, a, it's That's a power
1: color. Tiger Woods Sunday golf shirt. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What do you think it's of really... the
0: new hat? What is this? Uh, it's very nice, actually. Very nice. Yeah.
1: Bona has finally made a hat that fits my head. Wow. How's that? I got got two of them.
0: And they said it couldn't be done. It's Exactly. Mm -hmm. Rob, um, the world's happiest man is a Tibetan monk named Matthew Ricard. He's a 66 year old Tibetan monk. And the way that they know he's the happiest man in the world is that they studied, like the neurosurgeons do studying of brain waves and stuff like this. And then they got to this guy and it was absolutely positively off the charts his brain waves and and they almost thought it wasn't real they had a, they, they retested him and they, they they afterwards then you know the testing and they realized this guy must be the happiest man in the world but not anymore now since bona came out with the um, the diamond sanding plates i'll tell you what rob Anybody who's ever sanded an aluminum oxide floor is going to be blown away. Wait a minute. Wait. Get back. What was this monk's name? Matthew Ricard, a sixty-six-year-old Tibetan monk. And he's from Tibet. Well, he's a Tibetan monk, so I'm going to guess that he's probably yes.
1: Can monks can't fool around, right? They can't have a girlfriend.
0: No, but what they do is they do a lot of meditation. And (laughs) oh, is that? Is it's that med- what they call it? that's the code word for it? It's, it's meditation. Medita- meditation, Rob. Okay. And they think that leads to a lot of his um a lot of his happiness. And um he reaches places in his in his mind that a lot of people don't get to. And I'll tell you something else, Rob. I was thinking about this actually this morning, early this morning. I was sitting down in the and just for in my backyard and the sun was starting to come up. And for just a brief moment I was content. And I thought, what a great feeling. And had the, that 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 I think I, I'm always trips me out of the people that are absolutely positively content in life, you know what I mean? Like people are just very very happy with everything in their station in life and just very happy and content. It must be an incredible feeling.
1: What do you have not to be content about? Your life is a, a storybook.
0: Well, you know, I grew up poor. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm not saying, I'm I, I, well, I'm not content. I'm, I don't think I can allow myself to be content. I, I think in, while I'm working, I'm always, always, always trying to get better. And uh, th- there's no place in there for contentment, I don't think.
1: Bobby, who's the most content guy you know? You. Thank you.
2: That's a problem. We spend a lot of time together, and I've never met someone who just doesn't really get rattled by Anything just eh, shrugs it off, whatever it is. What it is, Rob's Rob is the living, breathing motto of eh, it is what it is. They should put that on his tombstone for real. It is Rob Johnson. Here lies Rob Johnson. It is what it is. It is, it was what it was. Yeah, there (laughs) you
1: go. You can't beat a man with that kind of attitude, you know that, Mm. right? You can't beat a
0: man like that. Uh, a quarterback just got through three interceptions yesterday and um just got completely rattled and the, the other team used to play with him used to be on the same team and they said you know like what happened They said well, we played with this guy before we know what happens when when he gets a little pressure i thought wow oh uh, uh, that's, that's saying something all right who is this guy robbie who is this
1: robbie you speak oh, of? oh come on this is the man this is this is one of the greatest guys i ever worked with at bona i ain't kidding you i love this how, kid
0: how dare you
2: i'm sorry wayne that's gonna ruffle some feathers i think
1: i don't give a sh you know what robbie come on (laughs) go on robbie tell them who you are
2: all right my name is robbie smith um i am an ex-contractor out of virginia i've been with bona for about three and a half years ish now if you can believe it rob um i started out at bona in tech and training just traveling the entire East with Rob Johnson, just road warriors on the road, teaching classes.
1: <laughs> when he got hired, <laughs> Wayne, when he got hired, we told him, yeah, you, you know, you might be on the week. uh, You might be on the road, maybe, you know, one or two times a month. How many weeks did we do when you started in a
2: row? In a row, when we first started, they were a little bit more sporadic. Um, After about, well, <laughs> I was going to say, it's still in the beginning, but after about two months, we did a 28 week stretch straight on the road teaching classes. Wow. And, you know, it yeah. is Let's I, see I a rolling stone. It's do hard that. to kind of. <laughs> it is hard to keep the positive vibe, energy, whatever you want to call it, going for that long. Um, I, it did start to show, I think, a little bit there at the end. We would just go to sit down for dinner at the end of the night and just not really even speak to each other like, oh, I just want to go home so bad. But it was fun. It was a good time. We got through it. And I think um, Rob and I schools, I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I don't I don't know if that'll ever be topped. A Rob and Robbie school. I think that was as, that was as good as it got.
0: Rob squared, baby. <laughs> in in those days that on the 28 week stretch, you know how you could have been uh, happy. It'd been more like a Tibetan monk.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. With all that meditation. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you're here. Was, I guess the uh, the delayed. <laughs> go ahead.
0: How? Okay. No, go ahead. Finish your thought.
2: Oh, I was going to say the, uh, the the time spent uh, on those uh, missed flights and layovers. I could have spent a little bit more time meditating and instead of just being angry.
1: Instead of being on Bumble. Oh,
2: yes. Those days are behind me, Rob.
1: He's a he's a kept man now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, I want to talk about the uh, these um, diamond sanding plates because uh, I'll tell you what, uh, I I was with Jeremiah Strong at the RTC in Nashville, and several people that listen to this podcast right now were there at the same time. Um, he ran the, those uh, those discs on the aluminum oxide floor. He turned the power drive on, and 15 seconds later, he stopped, and we both looked at each other and shook our head like, holy smokes, where has, have these been all our lives, man? All the aluminum oxide jobs and anybody, you know you, you, you put the sandpaper on you know it's aluminum oxide, I, at least I hope you do. And you're praying that you're going to get a lot out of the belt and in, in 10 feet or so you burn a belt up and uh, you're like oh man what 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 am I in for this? It's going to be a miserable day of sanding these floors. Or you can go to some systems out there that will kind of remove it, but they chew the living hell out of the floor to where you do have to aggressively sand it again. These things are incredible, man. So, Rob, maybe you can, Robbie, you can kind of talk about your experience with these. Or did I just use up all your information?
2: <clears throat> no, I mean, I used to spend a lot of time uh, the night before going to a pre finished refinish, uh, meditating, if you will, that uh, there was some <laughs> other way to take care of these just really tough to stand floors. And as you said, I mean, you could, I've been on plenty of pre finished refinish jobs where, you know, you go 10, 20 feet and the belt is shot. And you're just, as soon as you start, you're like, this is going to be a long, long job. This is going to be, what I, I know I didn't charge enough. I'm going to lose my shirt on this one because I'm going to be here for three days, trying to big machine this thing off. Um, and we have the answer to that here. You know, these, these pucks, not only are they easy to use, you know, you don't have to buy a separate piece of equipment. Um, you know, it's just an attachment for the already great power drive. Um, as we know that already does help a lot with some of these tougher sand jobs. Um, and as you mentioned before, the thing that impressed me the most about these discs is how they don't chew up the soft grain in these leafier species. species. Um, you know, as some of the other products that, um, you know, we've been experiencing um, or, you know, utilizing over the past several years to try to remove these tough UV cured and aluminum oxide finishes. Um, you know, it, it does not remove the bevel. Um, But that's kind of the easy part once you get to it is, you know, at least at least I'm down to the raw wood and my machine has something to cut on. It's not just sliding across these tough to stand finishes and burning through, you know, 100 belts on a thousand feet. Um, These things get it done quick. They get it done efficiently. And, um, you know, somewhat cost effective as it's not a separate tool. It's just something that's already an attachment for the piece of equipment that you already own
0: when I when I bought my house that I'm in right now the upstairs the three bedrooms upstairs was uh, uh pre-finished floors uh, three-quarter two and a quarter pre-finished and actually they had no business in selling them floors on that subfloor man I had to sand the hell out of them to get them flat and whatever but sanding them floors I still remember that was only like eight years ago and sanding that aluminum oxide off them floors man was brutal um, and then it doesn't really bother me that they don't sand the bevels out because some guys don't want to sand the bevels out sure uh, so that you can thats you know, your choice at that point because you can put a sander on it anyhow but um yeah I think of all the times we've been on jobs with aluminum oxide floors man trying to sand them and, and just is miserable and if you've ever had them back to I back and mean, you start reevaluating your decisions in life uh of your career choice <laughs> uh, I remember we had two back-to-back jobs over 1500 square feet aluminum oxide I should have spaced them out between to give us a bit of a break but um, it, it is absolutely a brutal job and I think the reason that some of the other things that you talked about that that the that we would try different systems out there different machines. Is in a desperate attempt to find something to get this off the floor uh, and this search is over man, I mean in 15 seconds i'm not exaggerating uh, we uh, we looked at each other and went oh my God, this is incredible. And so uh, I thought, all right, well, maybe that's, maybe there's different aluminum oxides. Maybe it wasn't one of the really bad ones. And you guys have tested them on all kinds of floors, man. And it's been, this is sensational for us, though.
2: Yeah, um, you know, the product management department um, that I'm in now, as I kind of failed to mention earlier, um, you know, we spent a lot of time passing these around to contractors all over the U.S. and Canada. Um, And I spoke in depth with a lot of these guys that tested them who have tried, you know, different abrasives different attachments some chemical you know ways to strip the finish and you know i heard the exact same thing from every single contractor that tested these is these are a lifesaver when it comes to refinishing um pre-finished floors i used to try to dodge these floors like they had the plague as a contractor you know you go out and bid a job you walk can you see it's pre-finished and i'm like oh man you know it's just now I wouldn't run from them at all. You know, I take on as many as I can while I got the attachments um, and use them to my advantage, you know, and, and really just push them as hard as I could to, you know, inform people that, you know, there are better options than, you know, tearing this old pre-finished floor out. Um, You know, it can be refinished easily and um, it's just good for everyone. Hey
1: Robbie, give us a step-by-step
2: as far as refinishing these as far boards? as okay. yeah
1: you know weights on the power drive no weights steel plates on it you know give us a you know sure walking into so the right job. now
2: right now as i said before these are just a six inch disc that hook and loops onto your power drive um you know i recommend using the quarter inch interface pads in between them just to give them a little bit of cushion um you know, if you got something that's really tough, you know, you might, you might use them without the interface pads, um, but that's, you know, that's, that's totally up to you. We are currently recommending not using any weights, um, as they are pretty aggressive. Um, the scratch pattern is pretty aggressive, but it's not unmanageable. Um, you know, I would definitely recommend running over the prefinished floor, as you would typically run your power drive until it's clean. Um, there's, you know, everyone's got a different way of running their power drive, so I'm not going to say, you know, which way is best, but... Once you get it cleaned up with these pucks, um, then you have your option of, do I want to bring my belt machine in here and just belt off these scratches or do I just want to work my power drive up? And you have the option with that. Um, so a lot of these guys nowadays that are just start to finish with their power drive, even with these, they don't have to worry about getting their belt machine back in, um, especially if they're not worried about cutting out some of those micro microbevels. Um, as far as, you know, grit sequence, I think that's going to depend on, you know, you as a contractor and what species you're working on. Uh, We have found that a lot of guys, though, were able to follow up the diamond sanding plates with like a 50 green to remove the scratches left behind. And then, of course, you know, you just work your grits up in a standard, you know, recommended sanding sequence from there. That
1: was my big question. What's our next cut after the diamond? So you recommended 50 green, whether it's on the power drive or the big machine.
2: Correct. Okay.
0: So you look at the cost of doing aluminum oxide floors you know basically you know after you do one or two of these you get smart and realize you really got to charge a lot of money for these. And I and I, that conversation doesn't change i'd still say the same thing you know you, you got to charge a lot of money for these but man talk about a moneymaker. To be able to use this machine and, and get that off the floor and make your jobs go so much faster but it's not it's not only that it's the it's, it's cutting the aggravation down. I mean, no one if you're on those aluminum oxide jobs, it's a miserable day. I mean, let's face it, it's tough to sand them floors. And in the edger, edging off aluminum oxide is miserable as well. So you can get this thing damn close to this, to the uh, to the baseboard and it cut out the aggravation. Uh instead of one guy on a on the edger, just you know, it's a miserable day, and one guy on a big machine and cutting and going through Then at the end of the day, you, you get all the sandpaper at the end of the day. And that's even more depressing, like, holy smokes, look how many belts I burned, you know? And you try to say, well, I may use them on another job, may I still have some life in them? <laughs> but uh, you pretty much burn them belts. So to be able to save the money and the aggravation and all that crap that goes into it, uh, these aluminum oxide floors now, and um, especially like, you also have them on engineered floors. And like we said, some of these other floors will remove, these other products will remove it, but chew the hell out of the wood so there's nothing. There. So you can't trust that system on an engineered floor, because uh, it'll go through the, the the wear layer. So man this is this is you know Rob and I have been wanting to talk about this for like a month. So I appreciate you coming on, uh, and and kind of giving your 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 expertise on this. So this is a this is exciting for us. And are um, the, the, the distributors are loaded up? I understand. So we already got them out with distribution. So uh, pretty excited about it. Robbie,
1: what's the life cycle on these pucks?
2: You're going to get about anywhere from five to 10,000 square feet. And I know that may sound like kind of a, like a large gap in between. Um, and that's a good segue to talk about these. The longevity in them is going to depend a little bit on how you treat them. One thing about these these pucks is they are all metal. And as we know, there's a lot of friction being created between the machine and the hardwood itself. Um, so we do recommend stopping every couple hundred feet. And turning the machine over and just giving them a chance to kind of cool down, because you'll notice, um, you know, as you run them, they they do tend to heat up a little bit. So I will use this as the as a as a warning to say, you know, don't don't grab them with bare hands if you've been running them for you know a few hundred feet. You know, use the glove, use your mechanics gloves, or um, if, you know, if you've ever bought the wire brush kit, those come with a great set of gloves um, and a five-in-one tool that also works very well on these pucks as well. Um, so if you if you take care of them and you don't run them on a lot of sticky, hard to use surfaces, it's gonna increase the longevity of them. Um, That being said, if you do get them onto a job that has, um, you know, maybe it had some wax on it or something that was a little bit sticky and it's starting to clog the pucks up a little bit, um, denatured alcohol and a kind of medium stiff brush helps to clean them up very well. So as long as you take care of them, you'll probably get that maximum square footage out of them.
1: You know, when you were working with me in training, you didn't sound this smart. What happened? Um, you sound much smarter now. Is that you no? Know, th- is that what the the product management team has done for you?
2: Have you ever heard the phrase um, "fake it till you make it"?
0: <laughs> you know something. You, <laughs> uh, I, I, you get a belt. I was in a I was in a bar in Nashville that I've I've talked about before. I've seen these guys probably play thirty times. And there's a lead that's called the Don Kelly Band, and he's the leader of the band, and he's probably in his 60s. And he has a phenom guitar player that, that plays with him. He's like 18 years old. And now he's like 20. I've been seeing him for years.
2: I've seen that kid.
0: Okay, guy's awesome, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. But when he plays, he basically stands in the spots and just plays. He doesn't talk. He doesn't do anything else. He just does his thing. Well, Don Kelly retired during COVID. And I thought, I wonder how this band is now. I went back to see him. And now that Don Kelly's gone, this kid is coming. He's all over the place. He's dancing. He's on the stage. He's singing. He's doing all kinds of stuff. So that's probably what happened with you. you With Rob, he sucks all the (laughs) oxygen out of the room. There's no room for anybody else. Yes. Rob's a the
2: showman. There's not room for two showmen. There has to be a supporting actor, no. and I was fine taking that role because there's not room for two there's you know, showmen. There's got to be the supporting actor, and you know that was my role, and I played it, I think, to a tier as best as, best Listen, as I could. Listen,
1: I tell this to everybody. Nobody can take a punch like Robbie Smith. <laughs> nobody. Wow. He just takes it, laughs it off, comes back. Oh, my God. We, we had too much fun. We, we had too much, much fun. fun. That that
0: was crazy how much fun we were having there. There
2: was some days where I felt this is, it's hard to believe I'm getting paid for this. Cause we're just having a ball.
0: That's because uh, Rob's ego's out of control.
2: <laughs> well, you know, the thing my, is, the
0: easiest
2: way to deal with that is just fluff it up. You know, I, I'd really, I'd really play oh, into it. Easy. Like, you know, very easy.
1: Oh, no. I really Robbie wanted to
2: implement, it. um, like, uh, Coming out music for Rob, like you know, like when he comes in, like a WWE wrestler, you know, yes. introduce him and like really every to the everybody class. knows
1: my wrestler entrance song is is the first thirty seconds to stranglehold by Ted Nugent. That's yeah,
0: that's I was what gonna I start traveling with
2: a smoke, you know, a, a smoke machine. Really do it up, you know, really, really put the show out there.
0: I see why you guys got along now. <laughs>
1: You know everybody knows what a big Boston Bruin fan I am, everybody knows that, right so the first let me, time let, me, that, let me,
0: can can I just introduce you for can I can I interrupt you just for one second just, yeah. sorry sorry can I, sorry you know, listen, I interrupt you all the time. Do you ever yeah. hear me apologize okay let me let me finish this story for you and now, so the fir- first time I met Robbie, I was going, <laughs> oh, you got a Boston <laughs> Bruin hat on. I thought, oh, trying to suck up to the boss because you got Boston Bruin. then the guy takes off his shirt. And shows me a Boston Bruin tattoo on his shirt. No, he did not take
1: off his shirt. He rolled <laughs> up his sleeve. Okay. A big difference. Okay. The big difference. See, you don't know the story. You're right. Well, oh, but you know, but it depends don't get me Wade going happened. about Uncle Stan stories. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, what else are you guys fooling around with at uh, product management that you can't really talk about?
2: <laughs> well, there are a few things. Um, one thing that I can talk about and that I am excited about is um, a new finish that we have. It's been out on the market for maybe six months now. Um, it's called Domo. Um, we already it's talked just about a... that.
0: What? I said, I just, said... <laughs> uh, just, Sorry. Listen, I, I Robbie, said already, when you, you know, I'm,
1: I'm going to give you a heads up about working with Wayne. When he does things like that, you're a steamroller. You just keep moving. You know what I mean? If a, if a squirrel runs out in front of a steamroller, he doesn't stop. He just becomes part okay. of the pavement. So,
2: so are we doing when Domo Wayne does not? things like
1: that? No, don't. Yeah, we're not cutting any of this, matter of fact. So <laughs> when Wayne does something like that, you just keep going. Okay? Okay.
2: Go. Sorry to interrupt you. All right. So um as what did I, I saying, tell you,
1: what did I tell you about apologizing for interrupting people? You're not gonna do that. That's the show. That's the flavor of the show.
2: Robbie, go. Wayne. All right. Domo. New finish that uh, we released about six months ago. Um it's just phenomenal to work with um, flow leveling, crystal clear. Um, especially at the price point that it's at, it's just it's just a fantastic finish. Um, one thing that it is that is unique about it is we are selling it in a five gallon pail. Um, I don't I think that's the only finish that we currently sell in a five gallon pail. So um, big jobs. Um, I think you save a little bit of coin buying it that way. But the thing that I love about this finish the most is the answer. Or the, the um, what it provides for the pastel colors, your whites, your grays, things like that. Um, it is completely crystal clear, so you're not going to get any of that honey or orange type color that you might get from some of the other um, sealers in different in different lineups. Um, it just it really answered a lot of um, a lot of situations for uh, these whites and grays type colors to provide a clear sealer. You know, for for those type colors.
1: Nice. Wow, listen to this kid, huh? Yeah. He's amazing. He's really corporate now. You uh, you know, when you and I were playing with that domo that day up in um in North Carolina, did you ever try the I know we had talked about you were doing some mix-ins with it and tinting it, glazing it, things like that. Did you try did you work with the trans tint in it?
2: I did work with the trans tint in it a little bit. Um, yes, it does well with the trans tint. Um you know, it, it, it definitely can, um, enhance a color that you're trying to match. If you've got like a tough match or just trying to create a custom um, type look for a homeowner, you can put a little trans tint in there and um, really dial in, you know, either a custom color or help create a blend, um, for some of those tough floors.
0: And just as a, as a disclaimer, be aware that those uh, trans tints are, are, uh, are pretty photosensitive sometimes uh and 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 they can fade a little bit if they're if they're in a lot of the direct sunlight but they can be a lifesaver uh in in the right circumstances i'm happy to hear you say that about domo because um uh my brothers have been using it lately and uh and raving about it and that's uh like you said the price point is great on it but and it can be a finished horse sealer but that's having a crystal clear uh, sealer like that is very important with these colors as you say and the way the industry has gone so I think that's huge for to have that that filled. and I've said it before when it first came out and uh uh when I started fooling around with it is that if you're an oil-based guy and you're a little bit reticent to use a uh, oil-based finish this is your lead to, to water-based finish world because it is going to be the easiest water-based finish you'll ever use so um yeah pretty uh I know people have accused me sometimes of using big words like that like I've got a thesaurus handy you know like like I don't know words like energized or enthusiastic or euphoric or excited or exhilarated or exuberant but I do like,
1: <laughs> you are amazing
0: amazing or forthright um, and friendly frisky fulfilled and generous
1: there you go you got it right there at your fingertips
0: huh uh, it's, it's it's up here yeah yeah
1: yeah hey robbie um what happened with you in the nwfa who did you tick off over at the nwfa
2: as far as i know um no one
1: how old are you
2: 35 hey. well 30 you're, i'll be 35 in december 30 you're
1: 35 in december you're 35
2: yeah
1: now, how many years have i put you in for the 40 under 40.
2: Oh, um. three.
1: Three years in a row <laughs> three years in a row i have put this kid in 40 okay. under
0: 40. I see the problem.
1: Third generation, right? He's three generation. Oh, uh-huh, I know where you're going
0: with this. Oh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. 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 I see the problem. Uh-huh. Yeah, come on, man. That was too easy. <laughs> okay. That's a, that's why i like that. I'd be like the last guy that got fired from a job is referring the next guy to a job. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'll, I'll throw my weight behind it. Oh, uh-huh. so You yeah. might as well clear a spot on the mantle for... Uh, You
1: you know, I did that on purpose, Robbie. That was my way of getting Wayne now to throw your hat into the ring.
2: Okay. I mean, why
1: wouldn't you be? Look at this kid, Wayne. Yeah. Third generation contractor, Bona training. Now he's moving up the ladder of Bona. He's going to be our boss in a couple of years, the way this kid's Mm -hmm. fast-tracking everything. But the 40 under 40, Wayne, I think we're going to need the – the old uh, Highlander charm, as they would say, or the Nixon charm.
0: Well, it's uh, actually the NWFA is asking for uh, for uh, references r- right now. They're looking for, for uh, people that want to be uh, nominated. Nominees, I should have said. I use the wrong word. Usually I'm more uh, gregarious, and gutsy, <laughs> grateful and, and good natured than that. All right. Well, Robbie, it's been a pleasure having you on.
1: Oh yeah, thanks for having me. You go, wait, 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 wait. Robbie, give a shout out to your father. I met him at the uh at the convention and um what an awesome guy. You gotta give him a shout out.
2: Yeah, he's a great guy, man. He taught me everything I know.
1: That's it? That's all you got for him? Oh, oh that was
2: yeah, Bob Smith. Loud. Yeah. Bob Smith. <laughs> 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 he um he really did teach me everything I know. I mean, I really, I, I would not be here today if it wasn't, if it really, if it wasn't for him. Um, you know, I uh, kind of, wasn't the easiest good. to always deal with, but uh, he, uh, he stuck with me and taught me a lot, and was patient with me and let me learn a lot of things on my own in the hard way. Cause that's the only way that I do learn things. Um, he was patient with me. So I got to give it to him for that. And um, you know, like I said, I really, truly wouldn't be here without him.
0: Yeah, that, that's, nice, that, that's That's it. That's it. Yeah. And I I I met him down I think at the NWFa, and uh, super good guy man, and, and you can tell man he's damn proud of you, which he should be. You have uh, really start made the name for yourself. Uh, usually when they start with Rob, we lose everybody. We don't, <laughs> they don't go much further than that. But uh, congrats on all, and, and I'll tell you something else. Uh, having you around at any class, at any uh, any convention anywhere where you you get a chance to to we get a chance to use your knowledge is always a good thing man because uh uh you you've done very well and uh, appreciate you you're very analytical um and um and which helps uh you're accepting and affable and affectionate and agreeable and altruistic in fact amendable <laughs> and amiable all those things and uh so we appreciate you coming on the show.
2: Well yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. That means a lot.
0: Yeah.
1: Robbie, do me a favor and give us your final thoughts on those new diamond plights.
2: My final thought is do yourself a favor. Go to your distributor. Either pick up a set or order a set because when that pre finished refinish comes along, you'll be prepared, and it won't be a nightmare for you. It's going to be a real walk in the park.
1: So another tool for the truck. That's right.
0: There you uh, go. These ones will pay for themselves really quick in, in, in money and aggravation. So... Thank you, Robbie. All right. Well, hey, listen, this has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob and Robbie. Please do stay tuned for another episode.